Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Noble Relating. The podcast is a new paradigm. I'm your host, Noble. And uh, I got another very special guest in the building today. Uh, this is a lady I met several years ago at an event called NPRI. Um, she definitely was a standout. You know, as soon as she walked in, she's a firecracker. You know, like uh, I remember she showed up and <laughs> didn't know nobody was just there, just standing, just like, hey, I'm here. I know none of y'all. What's up? You family or not? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, who is this? <laughs> So, um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my next guest, uh, Asia. Hey, hey. How you doing, girl? <laughs> good, good, good. So glad long, to be here. Yeah, long time no see. The last time I saw you was in L.A. I know, right? I know, yeah. You yes. were having a good time in L.A. Now. I was had, having a good time. I had, yeah, I had maybe too much fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's having a good time right now. <laughs> Oh man, I was I was kind of jealous of the time you was having. Oh, my bad. You was <laughs> so how are you doing these days? How are you doing? I am doing awesome. I'm doing great. You know, uh, still doing a little bit of traveling. Um, yeah, well, last time when you saw me, I was uh, living in LA, and I'm I'm kind of just you know, I guess floating across the U.S. You know. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And um, and yeah. So you you were telling me earlier before we start recording that you're in Ohio now. Um, I what am. Are you, and you were doing some work in Ohio. What type of work are you doing there? So I am an intimacy coach, and I deal with kink and BDSM. So mm. that's what I'm in uh, Cleveland doing right now. Yep. Right. So like, can you um like I'm a I'm a little familiar with BDSM culture. Um. Mm-hmm. I understand the the principles being a um, progressive love academy, you know, graduate or whatnot. Like I understand, you know, the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. submission, you know, the role playing, the, the reason for those type of things and all yes. that. Um, I'm not really big into them um, okay. in terms of like my sex role play, you know, mm-hmm. make, more so in my relationships in terms of being able to be right. in a very steady position, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so. I'm never really too into that, but I do respect it. I think it's kind of fun to play with from time to time, you know? Yeah. Um, but one thing I've never really understood, and, and I do want you to go into that more from your perspective, you know, to be the same about the dominant submission stuff. But what I really want you to talk about first is something I've never really understood was kink. Mm-hmm. I never I never really understood what kink was. Is, is that just like whatever feels good to you okay. at the moment? Is that like I never really understood that? No, no, kink is more so um, different kind of uh, sensual or sexual interactions that a person desires. So kink could be, I'll give you an example. Kink could be, uh, one aspect of kink could be somebody getting off from um, blowing up a balloon. You know, some, you know, they, they desire and the feeling or to see somebody blow up a balloon and they get off on it. You know, kink can mm-hmm. be, um, again, we go into the BDSM. Kink can be somebody likes to be spanked. That can be, it's not just, you know, when we look listen to the vanilla aspect of um, sexual experiences, people get spanked in, in mm-hmm. that. But a kink is, this is what I need to get off. Mm-hmm. 
You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Like, for me, when I think of kink, I thought of, like, people, like, I don't know, like, well, hey, girl, I'm going to lick your armpit or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? I mean, it could, that could be a kink. If I, yeah. if, <laughs> if I need that to get off, <laughs> that could be my kink. But kink is, is so widespread. It, and it can mm-hmm. be kind of weird. To some people, like, oh my God, like I just said, the balloon blowing up a balloon. Who who would have thought that somebody would actually need that to get off? Um, so mm-hmm. to have an orgasm, to to be sexually aroused or or things like that. So mm-hmm. that's you that's mostly what a kink is. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's it's so many of them. So where do kinks come from? Is that like something that we're like born with or something that we just like go through our adult Young adult experiences, just know what we find the huffing and puffing of this and the in the gradual expanding of this balloon arousing for some reason. Like, so, is that something you just learn? So or I, yeah, I think that is well, per from what I've studied and what I've, I, what I've experienced, it's usually something that you have you've experienced as you have you know, become gone into your sexual life, you know, maybe from a teenager into an adult. Um, and it could be most, most kinks are psychological. So it could be something that maybe you experienced that could have been, you know, um, exciting. Maybe you, you experienced a balloon popping at a birthday party and you was like, whoo, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and and then from that point on, you want to continue that excitement or it could be it could be something that you experienced that might have been um, a trauma. Like maybe it was scary to you. You know, you were afraid that the balloon was going to pop, but then it still was exciting to you. So kinks are kinks are usually things that you have experienced in your life that have created um some kind of arousal in you and and it could be from a child to an adult but so when i'm saying arousal as a child i'm saying as in um just arousing your senses excitement trauma fear you you get what i'm saying these are the things that kind of build kinks mm-hmm. okay and are are all kinks like healthy or are they something that need to be, you know, kind of like shed away? Like, or some of them kind of like can be kind of dangerous. From the work that I do, I feel that the expression of kinks are healthy because, yes, it could be situations where if you are not capable of expressing kinks, that they could go into a place that's dark. That okay. maybe that you don't. Um, you can get in trouble for, you know, doing it out in the real world if you do it for real. So mm-hmm. um, it, it reminds me of situations where people, we, we go into uh, sex work. I mean, this is con- considered sex work. But if you go into an actual sex worker where, you know, we think of a prostitute or things like that. Some people say that prostitutes are necessary so people don't go out and... Um, do anything that they shouldn't do that could hurt people. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know if yeah, <laughs> if I need no. to expand on it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I understand to, to a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, um, you know, for me, from my perspective, I'm just thinking that, okay, like, say, you know, I fall in love with this person, you know, and I don't think any 
I mean, I, I assume that most people probably don't leave with a kink. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like you probably Some don't people leave, can with... leave with a kink. Think of really? thinking of thinking of something. Think of a situation where um, I'm gonna just say tell the story real quick. Where I was connected to a gentleman and invited me over, and I knew we were going to um, be intimate. And the situation went into all of a sudden, you know, him taking off his belt and wrapping it around my neck. So this is where we could be, where this could be dangerous. If you you're not aware of you know, um, of the limits, I guess I would say. This is not something that you would just do to an average person. You can't just go out on the street and wrap a belt around somebody's neck. That would be maybe assault or something. But yeah. but if yeah. but within the the aspect of being able to express your kink in the bedroom or or things like that. But he led he led with that kink. He led with that kink. Now, yeah, it could have been. It could have went. Or to the left or, or something if I wasn't into that. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, that that was a kink that was led, you know, asphyxiation, being, you know, taking somebody's a breath away for a certain amount of time. And the aspect what was chosen was a belt to do that. But you know, people I'm not gonna say all people, some some vanilla connections do choke in the bedroom. So mm-hmm. but that's a that's can be considered a kink. Okay. Um, okay, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably be, you know, I'm a very polyamorous man, you know what I'm saying? And yes. I'm very much, you know, love um, my women and I do my best to, like, you know, support them, you know, emotionally, yes. mentally, you know, all this stuff, you know, sexually, yes. any way I can, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, um, yes, awesome. That's also kind of like part of how I built my business around just really being able to, like, you know, just, you know, mostly supporting women, you know, for like a month yes. at a time or so. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to things like kinks for whatever it is, like I think that's like the one area of of sex where I just be like, hmm, this stuff just seem weird. <laughs> you know what I'm, <laughs> like, I'm struggling with it. You mm-hmm, know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not judging it in mm-hmm. terms of like, oh, they shouldn't be doing it. Right. Oh, I just I'm just vanilla, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, and that's and that's perfectly fine. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's okay to be vanilla. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm vanilla too. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel that any any one way of living your sexual experience is just right. the only way. You right. know, so now, and I could be yeah. honest, you know, like you know, as a vanilla person, I guess, you know, yeah, there's some choking in the bit, you know, during during sexual encounters, or mm-hmm. there's a little bit of like, you know, um, play into like a darker or like a more aggressive masculine mm-hmm. energy for sure, yeah. you know, yeah. But in just in a setting with like a belt, like just to like have the experience, just I don't know, like. <laughs> Like, how did he even know that I would have been okay with that? I guess, you know, sometimes you just go with the flow or you feel the vibe. Or... Your, your energy is very kinky, though. <laughs> is I'm it now? Oh, it really? Is. It really is. Like, you kind of have, like, a, like, you know, try me and find out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, oh that me. sounds exciting. I'm glad that I give that off. <laughs> that, that, that is my impression. <laughs> So, um, so I guess I would tie it back around to, you also said you were an intimacy coach, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So how, 
do you find how do you find it, it, it is with people uh to build intimacy in, in their sexual encounters like is it like do you think sometimes like having a couple that has a kink is almost more intimate because they're delving into like you know deeper sexual things like how does how do you feel about that? I, uh, I do. I feel that they are more intimate because they are able to dive into kinks. No, I feel I feel intimacy coach. Okay, so let's go into the aspect of how I work with being an intimacy coach. So, an intimacy coach with how I work is we are helping, or I'm helping the clients couples women men to be able to open up to their intimacy with the other person so do i feel like the a kink gives them the capability yes because most likely their the kink is not been addressed you know people are maybe afraid to say okay let's try this or people aren't aware that maybe they might like this because you can think that you might be vanilla, but then you like us, you get aroused by a certain thing that people wouldn't expect <laughs> outside of, you know, outside of the bedroom. So kink does allow you to be more open intimately, though it, it's not the full it's not the full thing because you can be kinky with somebody and still have trouble with intimacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, but you, there has to be a level of, of safety with somebody when you're expressing the kink. Oh, right? definitely. Definitely. A large aspect of being working within BDSM is um, consent, uh, safe words. Um, you, you have to, you these are the things like before you even get into the bed that you you should discuss, and that's a mm-hmm. that's another part of being an intimacy coach. We we're making you aware, like now you we're opening you, opening up the couple or opening up the relationship to things that they aren't used to experiencing. So mm-hmm. first off, you want to say you know have a discussion. Can is this okay? Like, let's talk about this. Can we, can we try this? Can we do the consent? You know, um, I want you to come into my, I want you to come into the bedroom and, and just take it. I'm giving you the consent. I want you to take it. And mm-hmm. no matter what I say, I want you just to ravish me. Mm-hmm. But, but then it's not no matter what I say, because the safety aspect comes in as in safe words. So the, a large mm-hmm. aspect of of BDSM and safe words they use, you know, the traffic light. So green is like, okay, you know what green is is like go. Yellow is like, all right, I'm not sure about this. So if I say yellow, I'm not sure. I'm not where my mind is at because kinks trying new things in the bed. You're being open. You're very vulnerable. You you know, mm-hmm. um, yellow. Okay, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should slow down. And then red is like, hey, enough. Right. Stop. Right. So let me, uh, let me ask you a question, Deja. Um mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious. And the reason I want to ask this is because of me dealing with a client um of mm-hmm. mine recently. Mm-hmm. I was helping her out with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she this particular client had never really had a stable masculine father figure presence in her life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but she tended uh and you know going forward with everything, you know, she tends to attract a lot of men 
like where she finds herself in her life now, she tries mm-hmm. to let men in the BDSM world, like in the mm-hmm. BDSM community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, she's really not too sure really what that's about because like she, okay. she she could do that stuff, but she's not really into it. Mm-hmm. But she really wants a consistent male presence in her home with her, okay. which she doesn't have. Yes. My some uh, um, assumption or con- my intuitive conclusion was like, oh, she's never really experienced or been seen or modeled a different form of masculine dominance yeah. in a form of safety that yeah. she can like, you know, manifest anything differently. This right. is the only thing that's been presented to her is this form mm-hmm. of masculine um, uh, uh, you know, leadership, yes. uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I just want to get like you know your thoughts on people like that, and, and as an interview, so it's like can, how can you help them to develop you know like a a more stable presence in their day to day life? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she has not had a stable father figure in her life. That's what we're saying, right? But she has mm-hmm. been attracting um, BDSM men, but she's not into that. She's been attracting. Uh, doms into her, her life is what you're saying, right? Okay, but that's not what she into. She not into being a sub. That's what you're saying. I'm saying sub, that, she can, that she could do it, but it's not like fulfilling to her. She's not okay, like it's not fulfilling to her. But that's what she attracts. Yeah, repeatedly. Like, okay. So okay. So okay. First off, that that is very clear that she would attract that. She's she's not a, quite aware of what masculine energy as a father would be to her or what it mm-hmm. what it should look like to her you you get me because uh, it's okay to have this uh these kind of men these dominant men these men that are are looking for submissive women and slaves and and things of that nature that that's okay on this side but if she i think that how i feel about this situation she's kind of flowing through the masculine frequencies to see what what masculine dominance and dominant energy is best for her. So she's gone through the 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 top, I guess I would just not to say the top, but the the most controlling <laughs> aspect of masculine dominance. Now if she has now attracted you into her life, now she has flown, you know, flowed through that to your masculine dominant energy so Mm -hmm. that i feel like her spirit is just trying to figure out what masculine energy is best for her and she may not even i mean you're Mm -hmm. not gonna even say she may not be aware most people aren't aware you know most people aren't aware of why they're attracting what they're attracting but is is because of what we've experienced as children what we've experienced as as teenagers what we have experienced in our younger years is what we start to attract Mm -hmm. in our adult life and of course we're not aware of why we're attracting it but the Mm -hmm. positive aspect is if she's not wanting that or she's not really into that that is Mm -hmm. a positivity that she has attracted you now right so she's moving past that and I think what my thing is, and the reason I bring it up, because I want mm-hmm. to ask, um, or just get and get your thoughts on this really right here, mm-hmm. which is, um, again, I guess maybe as a vanilla person, um, while I understand and um, can appreciate the BDSM culture, 
mm-hmm. um, and even be okay to like to be a kind of a voyeur, little step my toe in it a little bit. Kind of <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, there's still an aspect of me that feels like it's dangerous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like for somebody like you know, uh, like that client, you know, I work, I'm working them through everything, and I and I understand really too what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But I think for somebody who was on the vanilla side listening to this will say, well, that could be one of the um, dangers of um, BDSM culture where a woman like that could be you know, taken advantage of in a, in a really um, serious way or like really led astray in terms of her own growth and personal development. But what I've come to understand from like people like, like you mm-hmm. um, who are advocates for BDSM Mm-hmm. It's like that. That could, those kind of environments could actually be like the safest place yes. for somebody to learn this information. Is that correct? I I totally feel that, especially if you're working with people that are actually actually part of the BDSM, and because BDSM follows a certain rules. <laughs> so it's, okay. Now you can't you can't necessarily if you don't if you are it people float this around just off of you know, things that they've seen on TV or um, read in books or, you know, certain things. But the actual BDSM culture has, like, kind of, like, strict dynamics. <laughs> it's like mm. discipline. Discipline is part of the, as part of the, you know, the the acronym. It's part of that. So, so, and that's another thing that's kind of turned me off to it. I'm like, man, this shit is like school. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, but it's it's it's, it's some it's, it's a psych a psych- psychological way of being people to express themselves to mm. to is a controlled. Have as you have looked at as science, you know, they have these the controlled experiment experiments, but then they have these other experiments that's just free to just do whatever. But I feel like in we need both because the mm-hmm. world is full of mm-hmm. so many different kind of dynamics. You know, some people need a controlled dynamic so that they don't be a certain way outside in the regular world. So you may not need a control dynamic, but some people do need a control dynamic. Mm, right, right. And basically what I'm just hearing you say, what's coming from me is that, like me personally, I've done a lot of spiritual and um, heart-centered growth um, over the past, you know, really 10 years of my life. It's been accelerated over the past year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um Again, I didn't have like a particular container of control to do mm-hmm. that. But we're just saying that the BDSM world allows some people that opportunity. Yes. Um, if they're really in it and really conscious about what's going on. Yes. Now, can I say that there are people out there that will take advantage um, because it's somebody that is not aware of um, how, you know, what what the culture is really about, what, what it's really about. But I mean, within that, people can take advantage in any given any given pool of life. <laughs> so, but mm-hmm. yes, I mean, but um, y- yes, yes, you can have the it's a capability to be able to um, be controlled in a in a safe space. So, how do people get started? Like, you know, when you're dealing with clients or whatnot, people who are like. 
you know, just trying to like, like pretty much how do you help people in your process? Are you helping to break them into it? Are you helping to teach them about what, what works for them? Like, how do you help them? So I, when I, when I got into the, um, when I got into BDSM, it, that was many years ago. (laughs) It was many years ago. I got into it with people that were already moving in this way they were already moving in this way I was new um I had the capability to move around and see how I felt about it so that when I I decided that yes that's the that's how I wanted to help people bring people in that um are not aware of it maybe vanilla you get me maybe just kind of um just getting aware of certain kinks, but that's the majority of my work. My majority of my work is yes. Um, I am more open to beginners because it's, there are doms, dominatrix or subs, submissives and slaves that only work with people that are, have been doing this. And, but I'm, I'm, I am more of a break the ice. I'm a more of uh you, you just how you just asked me the question about the young lady. I'm more of, you don't know why you moving this way. Let's talk about it. Let me show mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I guess another question I would be, I would ask is, cause I am a, a, a noble related podcast and I am you know, kind of polycentric a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself poly? I am or... totally poly. Yes, yes, <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. But the, but does that mean that I am not sometimes sexually exclusive? Sometimes I'm sexually exclusive. It depends on um mm-hmm. what I'm where I'm at, what we are working towards. Um and yeah, mostly that. Where where what I'm feeling, but that's why I said it does to me, sometimes I can be vanilla. Sometimes I like to be free to be able to choose in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel that. Fact. So, like, um, how do you have a philosophy around poly, and how do, and if you do, how does it interplay with your um, work as somebody who is an introductory person to people getting into the BDSM community? Hmm. Well. <sighs> Do I have a philosophy around poly uh, and people getting in through the media? So I'm not sure if I have a philosophy around it. Now, I, I do work with, when I'm dealing with the BDSM world, I have, I deal with a lot of people that's just coming into threesomes. Now, I'm not going to say that this is considered... <sighs> It's, it's not necessarily considered poly, you get me? But that's the majority of the people that come in, that's the first thing that they 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 thinking. Like, mm-hmm. threesomes, poly, if I'm with him uh, and her and her, <laughs> and I'm in control, and then that's the that's where the BDSM, because I'm in, I'm the, I'm in control of this situation, blah, 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 you get me? So, I... Trying to, I get, trying to find a way for everybody to fuck who they want to fuck, but then, what, like... Well, even in, in a relationship, though they could be in a relationship, but right. yes, I I want to have multiple women, and I want to have multiple women with you because I want to see you with another woman. So I'm being dominant in the aspect of this is how I want our relationship to go, you know, and and I feel like this is poly, so they they spill that to 
to women. You know, that's the that's mm-hmm. the spill to them. Um, I want to express to women that threesomes are more so a kink than polyamorous. And the way that society is moving at the moment. I am not saying... I've never considered threesomes a king. Well, yeah, I can see that. Yes. <laughs> I'm not really into them. I mean, they're cool, but like, I'm yes. not you know, ready to get the threesome. It happens, it happens. So like, well. Yes. So if I want to look at if my... And I, it's not a, a whole umbrella you know, philosophy, but I, I, I feel like that is something that, uh, for newbies to kind of know, because I get that a lot, that it's more than polyamorous. It's more mm-hmm. so a kink than polyamorous. Right, 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 right. But that's what they lead with. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what they lead with. <laughs> okay. I got you. I got you. So people be a little confused about the aspects you're saying or whatnot. Okay. Yes. I, I yes. And then the man is being playing his dominant role, being the dominant, mm-hmm. you know. Um so how and, do you work that? Like what do you like how are you I wouldn't even know how to help somebody in that situation. I'm like, <laughs> like dude. Uh, <laughs> what so what do what do you mean? What do I say? Well yeah, like how if some if you're in a, that type of situation, like what's an example of how you as an intimacy coach but try to lead somebody to like a fair conclusion that works for everybody. Okay. So this is what I tell, I, like I said, I work with multiple people with, when it comes to threesomes. So this is first off what I tell the woman is um, you have to love it. This is, or at least like it, you know, you can't just be doing this just for him. The, the intimacy. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, you want to pleasure him. Now, if that's, if that's your kink, enjoying some people's kink is enjoying their partner watching their partner be sexually you know be be intimate with someone else so Mm -hmm. but that's but but you have but that's still you you loving it that's still you liking it that's still you you don't even have to be a woman that is into women but if you enjoy your man watching your man um, or vice versa, you know, that we're not just saying that, you know, it's women that are with multiple men. It's not just men with multiple women, but if you enjoy your partner being, watching them be intimate with somebody else, then, then, then yes, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Now on the, on the opposite side, if you are bisexual and you like women, then okay, then that could be something that you would enjoy never do it just for the other person you will you will resent mm-hmm. him later you will be you know that you you won't arguments are involved and then mm-hmm. on the aspect of the man's side don't press mm-hmm. her if you don't already know that this is something that she into well, you can ask- bring it into the bedroom you can ask we can well, have a conversation <laughs> Let me ask you a question about something. And um, this is something that I just kind of run into with some of my clients and some of the women that I've dealt with over the years. And just um, especially just hearing hearing black women talk, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And my impression is, is that a lot of black women specifically just have a really hard time with the concept of um, black male bisexuality. 
right? Like it's very mm-hmm. uncomfortable for women to see themselves with someone for some women in my experience to see themselves with a man who may have you know some desires to also be with another man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and my and my thought is like, no, we 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 see and expect that stuff from women a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. it's not as taboo. Um, because right. women are very free flowing, the way that feminine energy moves and right. is accessible. Because um, feminine energy is orgasm energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. feminine is the orgasm, right? And, like, we mm-hmm. just, that's what we want. And whatever it comes, however it comes, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, for, for men, the way we perceive male sexuality, I think it's very, a little stringent. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a guy really, like, a lot of black women feel like, no, a black man can't be. He can't be um, bi. He's just gay. <laughs> you know right, right, no, no, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you're that's, bend, that's wrong. You're bend yeah. over somebody and somebody's you gonna bend me over? No, ew, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh, right, no. right. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that mm-hmm. and to know, like, again, as an intimacy coach, like, how could you even begin to create a safe container for a man to really, you know, express that? If that is a desire that he has. That, so I have worked with someone that, well, a couple people. It's not like a large aspect of my work, but I have worked with a couple people that wanted to or were that kind of energy and wanted to, you know, experiment, express it. And you are absolutely right when it comes to. Um, I'm going to say most black women that I am aware of, just like you were saying, are not that it's kind of a turnoff. But I think that a large aspect of that is, again, um, our views on sexuality. Our views on sexuality has been very conditioned that it's only man and woman. I mean, even though we have had, like you just said, women can have this Free, more so of this free-flowing um, experiences, more of women being connected to women, and that's that's um, being that's okay in society, quote unquote. That's okay. It's still a lot of women that that's not okay, but you know now now that I think it stems back to men needing they they needing black men to be protectors, and if you mm-hmm. looking like if you are if you are with another man then that makes quote unquote you look softer then Mm. how are you to and 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 that's per cognitive dissonance what we have gone through in a lot of our you know our ancestors have gone through within Mm. i feel like in slavery and things of that nature and it's 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 it went through a fear. If you can't protect me, you can't provide for me if you can't be of these things, then Mm. then you know now it's a, a feeling of disgust. Now it's a feeling of, you know, uh, I that I'm disgusted by you because you're only supposed to be with the black woman. You you're soft now. You you're 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 feminine now. You're you're like me, and that's not what I desire. That's not mm. what I need from you. Now now, what? How do I help them? First off, I would say that. And I'm I'm emotional about this. <laughs> I'm Ooh. emotional about this because I I I feel you know I'm not gonna say I feel sad, but I guess I am if my feelings of this right now I do feel sad for men that can't express these things, you know. Um, so I go and work with them being comfortable within themselves. 
first off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have to be comfortable within the fact that this is something that you want to try. If you not have not already tried it, if you're just feeling these feelings within yourself, um, and then being in a position where you can try it freely, where you know it's not any judgment where you know that it's not you know a point in the finger where you know it's not discussed you know it's not you know someone is going to smack you on the hand turn their back on you if you person now can you do this within the connection that you're in you only think if if you truly love this person if you truly want to be in a relationship with this person after you have first become comfortable within yourself because i do not suggest going to a black woman and expressing that this is what you want to do unless you have you are quite very sure that you are able to be your most vulnerable self with this person Mm. because then this is going to cause this is going to cause trauma someone you love and they they look at you as a part of you that is this is a part of you even if it's only a part of you at this time frame, you get what I'm saying. Even if you just had to start one time, like still, right? Yeah, right. So, and and you love them, and they turn their back on you. Then now this is going to create another, you know, con- conditioned trauma within yourself that you're going to have to work through. You know, which may you may just all automatically just turn it all the way off, which I don't agree with that mm-hmm. at all. So. Right. And I think it's, I think that's really difficult for a lot of men, you know, um, even me, like I'm a very, um, self-confident man, you know, I'm very mm-hmm. self-assured in my sexuality. Like I'm very yes. straight. Um, and, but like, as I, as I get to those levels of, of higher self of self-acceptance, like I get mm-hmm. to a higher levels of like, just, um, of love and emotion yeah. in my heart. So I, so my views on things are less stringent, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, Like, I'm less, yes, less yes. kind of hard with, like, how I feel about certain things. Right. Like, you know, and, and I watch porn sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm admit I'm, I'll be a little bit vulnerable with my podcast. <laughs> right? right. A little bit vulnerable. But like, yeah, yeah, sometimes I may watch, you know, a little porn or some shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and I could be like, you know what? That dude's got a pretty looking dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know what I'm saying. Right, right. <laughs> but like, right. I'm not gay. Like, I don't want to do right. anything with it. I've never. I'm not aroused by it particularly. I'm, like, right. I'm like a way where I want to. I don't want to do nothing with the thing. You know what I'm saying. Right, so right. Like me being comfortable enough to just like have a man being comfortable enough to to look at another man's body and compliment it. Yes, compliment that's, beautiful. that's beautiful. That's uh, beautiful. But that's hard. What, and, and we've we've been conditioned like real tough. That's that's like sus, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, so, oh, like yo, pause, son, pause on that. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, you exactly. can't say shit like that. Yeah. Um. Because I, I, again, I feel like that's just like embedded in our culture to where like you know men can't really compliment. We can compliment ourselves like yo, me looking real. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit, like, I'm yeah. trying to get my games right. You know, I got to get the gym. You know what I'm saying? Right. We can say that shit. Right. Yes, yes. Yo, man, yes. how you get those lats, son? What you, like, like, if you, like, really in the work, and I'm like, man, I need, all right. What's your answer? All right, you know, you're in the gym with dude, you know? You know what I'm I, but it's, like, still, like, y'all, like, this is Yes, 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 um, yes. Yeah, so, like, I've gotten to that point, but I just I just feel like it's very difficult for most men. Yeah. Um, 
to be able to get there. And if it wasn't for me being poly and having the love of like a lot of different women who's truly yeah. accepting for who I am, like I don't know if I if I could have got there right. to that. Right. Um even went to the point when um you know, I've I've done threesomes and things like that. And like mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed the threesomes where I was um me and uh, my lady and another dude. Okay. Um, yeah. Not so much because you know, I ain't doing anything with other dude, but right. like I like the fact that like Watching her enjoy somebody else while she enjoying yes, me. Yes, <laughs> you know yes, I mean? yes, yes. Yeah, I like that shit. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yes. You, boo. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, that's a beautiful experience. Okay, yeah, okay. But again, that's hard to get there because, like, men, men be thinking about it's like the amount of the amount of dicks that entertain men's heads. You know, when they thinking about like this, is like how they just. I, I can't look at another man's dick and think it's disgusting because then I'm looking right. at myself like I'm disgusting. Exactly. Duh. <laughs> like, disgusting. If, if he's disgusting, like I'm disgusting. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I love myself. Like I, exactly. I'm thinking, exactly. I have, I have gotten lots of compliments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm going, yeah. I'm like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing nasty over here now. I but, heard that. So. Um, but yeah, how do you help men there? Like, it, it's really so you're saying it's basically more law about just helping them to have a safe space. Yes, um, it's, it's mostly about helping them have a safe space and and learning to be more vulnerable in now, the moment. But, but how do you how do you get the women to be in that safe space? Because I feel like there would be like a lot of judgment about that because like it, it runs so deep. It's like if you say it's almost epigenetic. It's it's not it's not as easy when you have somebody that's not open. So this that's that's the thing. Like um usually the usually the men that are have are are more, you know, forward paced with this is because they have dealt with women that kinda, you know, are open to the fact of maybe um, let's say sticking a, a finger in their their they butt, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or if they open to that. You get what I'm saying? Or if they're into they allow, you know, the woman allows them to be anal, you know, have anal mm-hmm. play with them. You get me? Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of like the door opener, you know? And you usually you usually find mm-hmm. out you usually find out if a woman is in open to that or not open to that. When you when you invite those things, when you ask for those things, or yeah. you know, so that's kind of like the the door opener. Bottom play, ain't no play. Oh, it's kind of the door opener. That's hard for a lot of dudes, man. That's rough. <laughs> that's it, rough. Oh my god, uh, even well, thought every, every man is not going to take it, you know. In the bottom, yeah. every man can be you can be bisexual, but not into receiving. You get me? Mm-hmm. You could be right, bisexual right. and just be, you could be the top. You know? Be the one right. that you know, you just you you just enjoy the masculine on top of the the, the masculine right. with the masculine. You feel me? Right. So, okay. I just think yeah. I just think men get squeamish when they think about anything around their butthole. You know what I'm saying? Not all like, of them. Not all of them. Most of them give you that, that right. conception. They give you that, that thought that that's right. what they think. 
them. Like, no, stop it. I don't, I don't want it there. No. Like, don't do it. No, really, stop. I'm not, I'm not comfortable. Why are you doing it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, cause like let me now for me personally, like, like I'm I'm getting so um I'm being so naked on this. This is the most naked I've been on any of my podcast. I'm about to like mm. really I'm, I'm getting into with my audience here. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> like I've never like. I've had partners that like wanted to, um, you know, like do some, some just like just eating the booty, you know what I'm saying? Just eat, yes. eat some booty shit. Yes. And um, I was very resistant to that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like you know, I like I, I I would do it every once in a while if I was really really into somebody. You know what I'm saying? Right. I have to really really be into it. Um, mm. but. Eh. Does it arouse you? Okay, so look, I want to ask all these questions. Maybe I should wait till we get off air. <laughs> so you ask me whatever. Shoot, we got like a minute. We go for like ten minutes. Like I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck more right now. So I'm just gonna like be talking about what the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all listening okay. to me? Y'all tune in. Y'all sit on my podcast, goddamn. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. So um, so yeah, I was just never really cool with that. Um, and then I had this one relationship. Where, um, you know, it was like a thing. She was like, yeah, I like it. You know, this is like, I like giving and receiving. I was like, what? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah well, I, I like to eat ass. I like my ass getting ate. I was like, what? Right. I was like, ew. Right. Um, but like, we went through a lot. There's a whole whole mess with that. And uh, anyway, mm-hmm. we ended up doing that. Or she, I didn't, she, I didn't end up doing it for her, you yes. know, because, you know, I, I just, I did. Yeah. She really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and she was really insistent on wanting to do do it back. And yeah. I just, it took me a while to open up to that. It really okay. did. Okay. Um, but I did open up to it only mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, I felt like no, um, I just wanted to have the experience. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to not judge myself for having the experience, right? Okay. Okay. Um, and I found out like eh, I'm not that into it. <laughs> okay. Got you. Got you. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's that's the wonderful aspect of uh of being able to try new things. Like, oh, okay, I tried it. All right, let's put that on the shelf. Let's put that on the shelf. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, I might I might pull that out and dust that shit off in the every blue moon, but I'm right. not <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I wanna forget it's there, I swear to God. Right. Um so yeah, like, but like, I think for a lot of men, and for even some people hearing this, maybe I don't know, but like, I think mm-hmm. the perception is like, oh, shit, like that makes you gay if you were doing, right. you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. It's like you're not even really allowed to see if something that you know somebody else is saying that they want right. to enjoy. You know what I'm saying? First off, you you're experiencing it with a woman. So the the men, the mental aspect of you feeling like you you're a homosexual because you are enjoying or or even trying anal play is ludicrous. That's freaking ludicrous. Okay, that's freaking ludicrous. But um, <laughs> I had to laugh. But what <laughs> it is, though, it is it is a challenge. And like I said, well, the majority of 
the things that go on in the the bedroom that it's it's psychological a lot of that it, a lot of it is the, of kink bdsm is mostly like 90 percent <laughs> it's a psychological whether you whether you love it or you afraid of it or you i mean now if you tried it and you don't like it you could just be like all right that was just you know i've actually experienced it but if you have these these um things connected to something that has nothing to do with that individual moment at that time it's it's psychological things that you've been conditioned to think and mm. that's a large part of my work we are we are breaking down walls baby mm. <laughs> we breaking down walls yes right. forget that stuff Mm-mm. forget what he said and she said and uncle raymond and and i I Janice, whatever you know what I'm saying. Forget what all of these mm-hmm. people said. This is you are in your moment mm-hmm. with your partner or with yourself, because you know intimacy just is not just about you know another right. person. Um, now, and let, let me ask, being vulnerable. Let me ask you what you think about this right here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm to drop something on you right now. I want to. I want to get your take on it. Okay. Okay. I feel personally that. I hear again in my work as a um, almost like an emotional support coach. You know, again, like I, okay, yes. I have these packages where like I'll emotionally support women for a whole month and just listen to them and let them be oh, yes. process, go through with them and all this stuff. Right. Right. Um, and as somebody who, who does that, I feel that I've noticed with women, there is a, especially black women, there is a consistent desire and want for a, um, a, a consistent, stable, masculine presence that leads from a heart space. Mm. Leads from, okay. of, you know, um, loving and care, but still yes. firm. Yes. And, um, mm, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I personally feel that when our black women can start to look at our black men and accept them uh, for um, their wants, needs, and desires, you know, mm-hmm. like this, like that may seem a little um, homosexual or whatnot. Like even if they could, if if black women could just stop, you know, judging that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause like, in order for men, to, if all men open their hearts, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're love, they're, they're removing judgment. They're yes. removing like you know past um, conditionings, yes, old programmings, and starting right. to blank with whatever it is that feels good to them in the moment, right? Yes, yes, when yes. Man does that. Some men are gonna find you know what? Like I want to suck a dick, right? <laughs> you know, right. Like, right. yeah, with that, but like, I still want to protect my household and other like, but some right. want to like really like remove all these things around them and see that was the desire they've always had that was that was holding them back. Right. And if we, right. As black women can accept that, mm-hmm. saying that as a possibility that some of them, you know, like five, ten percent, you know, a black man, who whatever percentage is, you know, yeah, maybe fifteen, twenty, I would. Right. Make, um, are going to be like that, 
then it would make it safer for the other men who are going to go through these experiences to become completely heterosexual like myself. Yeah. Who lead in a masculine way from their feelings and their heart space. Right. It, it opens right. them up so everybody can open, but not all are going to like be in that category. You know, I feel right. like removing that judgment is a big step. What is what is your thoughts on that? In terms mm-hmm. of- I think that that's I think that that's awesome place you know what you offering to women that that is oh man being in a a a position with a you know a heterosexual man as yourself but but being supportive in a caring loving i can be you know i can be vulnerable i can masculine but i'm still masculine you get me and you still i still pleasure you and I can still be protective and I can still provide and I can still do all of these things but I can still be vulnerable I can still be come from a heart space I can still you know I I think that that will break down um, a lot of walls with men being able these women being able to go out and now now they have the 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 tools or, you know, the open heart for themselves to be able to allow men to be that and not judge them and not mm-hmm. judge them. And then if, if they're, if, if one little thing they're not judging on, it can open up to another thing and it can open up to another thing where then now the, now the, now the human, both humans can be free and how they express themselves, not only you know, sexually, intimately, you know, and in a relationship, but in the world, and it and it be just beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it be just beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I feel like we can get there too. Like I feel like. Yes. Uh, yes. Know, yes. We can create a culture. We can create a culture of that. No. Yes. Not, definitely. I don't know if it'll I'm be wide, widespread in this generation or next, but like we we can get one one at a time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh man. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for yes. doing this. This has been like my, <laughs> this has been my most like naked, balls out. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> oh, mama, I'm sorry. Mama, listen. It, it's, it's what I do. It's what I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got me. This is supposed to be you. You're supposed to be talking. I said that. You know, <laughs> you did. You did. You did. Like, hey, you gonna you talk. Did. Like, oh. <laughs> too much. <laughs> but yeah, this has been great. Um, yes. I definitely would like to have you on again. And thanks for talking about you know the whole kink and everything. Um, yeah. I feel like we could definitely have like five more different episodes about this. I, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm still on. Like the kink to me is still like, yo, it's like that's an armpit, bro. Like, what's up? On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some toes, on some toes, something, you know? Oh uh, yeah, like, my man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um for tuning in. This this has been another episode of Noble Relating, the podcast of the new paradigm. I'm your host, Noble, um, here with Asia again. Hey, and, uh, bye. Bye, everybody. Tune in next week. I've uh, got another episode of Noble's Deep Dive with me and Patrick. Peace.